You're listening to Cabo Channel 5, Lake County News, the best place for news and the best place on earth. Sadness across Lake County tonight as investigators announced they are ending the search for Dale Johnson after an almost six-month operation in which hundreds of local volunteers participated. In other news, Sprawlmart has announced they have no plans to resume construction on their store near Europa Roadhouse just off the 128 anytime soon, although they do hope to do so eventually. Officials with the retail giant have continued to refuse to specify why construction was halted in the first place, but widespread protests by locals fearing for the future of Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Goonies World, where we will be playing Kids on Bikes with me, Meanie, also known as Ryan, joined by Colin, also known as Goonie. Hello there. As well as Sean, also known as Johnny Pharaoh. Hello. Yes, we are back, and we are going to play part two of our Kids on Bikes adventure. Last time, our uh, two young kids... Goonie is playing Dickie Newton, a classic uh, nerd. Classic. Of the, of the 80s variety. Ryan is playing Chip Estrada, a bully from a trailer park in the bush. Or Sh- Sugar Bush Valley. On the edge is. of the bush. On the edge <laughs> of the bush. He, he's, you know, he, he can't really afford. Can't really. His grandma's, you know, fixed income. He's not bush he proper. can't really afford bush proper. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, in the last adventure, our friends stayed late after the Strategy Games Club meeting at school on a Friday night at uh, Hammond B. Middle School. And they, with their friend Plunger, investigated rumors that there was a 1950s bomb shelter under the south stairwell, which there turned out to be. They had avoided Mr. Gimme, the... Uh, the Santa-looking but not-so-jolly night janitor, and gone down into the bomb shelter where they encountered a strange fellow uh, who left a matchbook for the Europa Roadhouse. And they avoided him other than uh, being ordered to leave, but they tricked him, and they found in the freezer a body. The body of missing restaurateur... Presumably. Presumably missing... Well, presumably the body of the. <laughs> presumably, this is his, his identity. It's uh, that is we will we will not presume that just because the body is an albino, uh, that it is in fact the missing restaurateur Pale Dale of Pale Dale's Drive-In and Pale Dale's Pale Ale, and many other local favorites. Um, and if you want to know more about that, obviously just go listen to the last broadcast if you missed it, because we're gonna jump right in. And go back to the world of Jupiter Springs, Northern California, sometime in the 1980s, as our friends join at Plunger's house, or riding their bikes to Plunger's house from school in the twilight of a Friday gotta night. Gotta make the... a stop by my house, though. Oh well, in that case. I just want to get some marshmallow fluff. Oh, well, that's right. Well, that was kind of the whole point of the decadent evening. 
Waffle yeah. Dick, says yeah. Plunger. Because we can make sandwiches out of with the uh, graham crackers. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be the best party ever. Yeah. 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 Don't forget, we're gonna watch all. Uh, you know, they live. John Carpenter, they live. For those of us who know who John Carpenter is, Chip. Yeah, you called us a nerd. <laughs> Pop culture nerd. <laughs> Who's on the other foot? <laughs> but how do you like it? How about if I punch you in the arm? I'm joking. <laughs> but you, you still haven't told me who John Carpenter is. He's only the greatest filmmaker since Orson Welles. The director of such classics as Halloween, The Fog. The Thing. The Thing. Big Trouble in Little China, which is going to be coming out soon, which I read about in Starlog magazine, and I can't wait. <laughs> but the, at any rate, and you guys are riding your bikes while you're talking uh, into the Moonstone Hills subdivision. And again, it's uh, as, as picture perfect the fall night as you can wish, and the clouds are making strange pictures as they drift across the moon. And the... <coughs> Autumn leaves are blowing across the street as you uh, ride through this affluent subdivision and pull your bikes up in the driveway of Dickie Newton's house. Now, Dickie's mother is out of town. His she, overprotective mother She's out in of town. Rome. In Rome. Well, who knows what she's doing there. But she's left Dickie in the care of Aunt Judy, who likes, uh, she likes her uh, Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers. Oh, yeah. And, uh sort of uh, practices uh, benign inattentiveness, one might say. But you stop by your house, and do you want to let them in while you go get the marshmallow fluff, or are you going to have them wait outside while you fluff up? Um, yeah, I want... I want... Uh, what's his name? Oh, Chip. I want Chip to see inside of my house. and Just because I feel bad for him. He doesn't get to... You know, he's never been in something so fancy. Yeah, you want to see how the other half live. I live in Sugarbush too, and I would pick my house over your house any day. But it is pretty nice in there, Chip. His mom's got a whole freezer in the basement. Oh wait, then maybe that's a bad thing to bring up after we just after you guys found yeah, a box. Yeah, let's leave freezers out of. So There's a whole freezer plunger. full of pizza rolls and 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 uh, little pinwheel pizzas and all the stuff you can microwave. That's really great. Oh, and but the reason we came is. Uh, couple of jars of marshmallow fluff. That's right. Okay, well... And I bet you've never even had marshmallow fluff, uh, Chip. Well, actually, like, you know, that's kind of one of the things we can't afford. Okay, well, but you had... This is premium uh, marshmallow fluff. Oh. Yeah, the kind you get at the, you know, the value stuff, it gets all hard, and it's like... Uh, this stuff never gets uh, stale at all. Anyways, uh, let's well, see I if mean, I can find it. Eventually, it's got to get stale and hard. Well, I don't know. I think they put some chemicals in it. Of course, the government expensive. puts chemicals in everything, so you'll have to be forced to rebuy it. Marshmallow fluff should, in theory, last uh, for an infinity. But uh, yeah, planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence, exactly. Suddenly, the porch light comes on. You guys are bathed in kind of orange light, and your aunt Judy steps out on the porch. What are you guys doing out here? So loud, I can't even hardly try to hear moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Just keep it down a little bit. I thought you were going to spend the night at, um, what is his name? Plughead South? It's Plunger, ma'am. Pl- Hi, Plunger. How you doing, sweetie? Who's this one? She says, looking with distaste at uh, Chip. My name's Chip. Oh, well, is this your friend? 
Well, we're kind of becoming friends. Well, good. Maybe then they maybe they won't bully you so much. It's I'm getting this. Plunger. <laughs> Plunger turns into your Aunt Judy. No. Uh, well, that's good. Maybe she's drunk too, so yes. that's like she's slurring, just like. And, and and my confusion echoes her inebriation, and um, she. Oh my gosh, we're coming back on. She says as she rushes back in. Hello, Bruce Willis. She says, and she's back, and she turns the sound up real loud. You can overhear moonlight. Yeah, that was my Aunt Judy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's so different than my mom and her sister. Well, she's obviously drunk. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Stringing Figram, another Bruce Willis connection, by the way. Bruce Willis is a popular pitchman for the uh, the wine cooler as well. I wouldn't know. I have to close my eyes when. Uh, when beer commercials come on, <laughs> my mom holds my ears. <laughs> Dude, you were really repressed. Did you ever know that? Uh, well, you know, I escape into books, uh, and that's all I need. I enjoy reading technical manuals. Well, yeah. What do you read, Chip? <laughs> oh, that's. Let's not be. I, re- I can read. Not be patronizing. I'm not being patronizing. He may well enjoy magazines such as Soldier of Fortune and Biker Chick. Uh, yeah. Um, I like no. Cape City Comics. Oh, you got Cape, City, like Comics? Cape City Comics? Who, you, who do you think will win in a fight between Skyscraper and Overman? We've been going over and over this. Well, you don't need to go over and over it because it's Overman, dumbass. <sighs> exactly. Well, exactly. I still think Skyscraper becomes so big at some point he, his power has to overpower Overman's power. No, there's a point of diminishing returns where the force of gravity becomes a very serious factor. You, you can't guys, prove that. <laughs> I don't need to prove it. Physics proves it. And even though in the and you, this kind of conversation goes on as you guys pedal your way through the twilight, occasionally through the little... Actually, pool. we were on the... Oh, do we be leaving now? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You just got there. You're right. You're right. You're in the kitchen, I guess, or patio or whatever where you are. But. That's right. You're there. You're right there where she, uh, your conversation continues as you walk over to the back doorway where you usually walk in. Yes. That leads right in, into the kitchen. And you go, this is a big kitchen. It's got like the island style, you know, uh, range in the middle, which is pretty, pretty rare for, for back then and only in the great big houses. It's got like vaulted ceilings and things that, uh, you don't often see in a trailer, but it's really nice. And yeah, you guys get the marshmallow fluff and uh, mm. anything else you need to pick up while you're here. Get some extra graham crackers. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna break some off to see the crispness. When you open the cabinet to where they keep the graham crackers, you see your mother's taped a note on the inside of the cabinet warning you not to eat too many graham crackers. And she's gonna count the graham crackers oh, when she comes no. back, so her little man doesn't get a, a chubby belly. Oh no. <laughs> Well, I don't think she's gotten up to putting uh, surveillance on me yet, so I think we're okay. But see, you can tell these are good quality uh, crackers by the crunchiness, uh, the crispness. <laughs> and s- you can smell the marshmallow fluff. You know it's good stuff. 
and as you think about something as wholesome and innocent as marshmallow fluff, uh, almost like a defense mechanism, maybe you haven't been allowing you, yourself to think about <laughs> the the uh, the dead body of the missing restaurateur, Pale Dale, that you've just seen within the last yeah this this uh, twenty minutes. This color is almost the color. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> color, yes. Oh boy. Oh. Well, on that note. I can't, take, I can't put the damper on the marshmallow fluff. Oh, who am I kidding? Nothing puts the damper on marshmallow fluff. Well, that's true. You know, that stuff looks expensive. Well, I know. Just live a little. Like I said, we're going to get decadent. But listen, this whole dead body thing kind of puts a whole damper on the whole uh, they live with John Carpenter. I don't know if I can give the film, uh, you know... Uh, the full attention that it deserves, because you know the Starlog magazine letters column relies on my rec- on my movie reviews to be informed. I need to be able to pay attention. Uh, I feel like you should get this monkey off our backs. Either that or just deny everything. But they say this guy saw you. You think Mister? You think he could uh, describe you to Mister Mister Gimme? Do you think Mister Gimme knows you were down there? Well, I, I don't know. Hey, if- you were down there too. No, and I and he's really saw me because remember I took one on, I I took one on the chin for you guys remember when I stepped out and he yeah. noticed me yeah you so, did good but I did good yeah I did I think here's the deal I think if we keep our mouths shut and don't go to the police uh, that guy will have no reason uh, to to mess with us uh, I mean if we go to the police then he'll know we told and he'll know it's us how could we not go to the police we'd be part of the problem part of the cover up part of co- part of the conspiracy well i think we should go to someone and i think it's got to be max of comics to the max he is the uh, he is the most intelligent human being that i that i'm personally aware of yeah he's like a god chip do, yeah he's like a god chip do you know max over at comics to the max well, I didn't know who he is. Yeah, I mean, of course. Oh, yeah, he, he might know what to do. But uh, be, listen, maybe you guys. Here's what we. Here's a good plan. You guys go talk to him. We'll stay in walkie contact. I'm gonna go back to. Uh, I'm gonna go back. Uh, back home. And uh, and I'll get everything ready for us. All right. I'll make sure my grandma leaves us alone. And I'll meet back up with you guys in a little bit. Are you sure you're just? You. Are you sure you're just uh, not going to go home and play Pitfall? Listen, if I were to play Pitfall for a few minutes while I'm waiting for you guys, I don't think that'd be the end of the world. I know I said I'd wait for you, but now that he's here, that creates kind of a third wheel Pitfall-wise. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so let me just get my Pitfall time in. You know how I don't like to leave the house? And you can tell he's already winded just from riding his bike here. Because, uh... We didn't, we didn't mention this specifically, but Plunger's a stout fellow. You know, let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and he's already breathing heavy and smells bad. And the... Well, uh, so you want us to go... Uh... Go talk to Max. I'll, All right. just this, uh, I'll be on the walkie. If you need me to do anything, call me on the walkie. Dwayne's, uh, nice. Dwayne's going to be home for another... He goes in at, from 8 to midnight at Pale Dale's Drive-In, so he'll be home for another, like, hour and a half or something. So if you need me, if you need me, call him the Cavalry with a bitch and Camaro. Because he's got a car. Because he can drive. Oh, you mean Derek? Yeah, Derek, my big brother. Big brother. He's going to be home until, like, 8. I got to get home, seriously. You know how I don't like to go out 
of a health that much, and this is already a lot of adventure for me. I'm yeah, more of a, you've been uh, through a lot. I'm more of well, no, I know. I really took one for the team. I, I'm more of a you know behind the scenes kind of guy. Military intelligence type of guy. Anyway, guys. All right, best friends forever. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and he hops on his bike and pedals off uh, back towards his house. If you guys want to, you you're not that far from downtown, which is where Comics to the Max is. And when I say downtown, you know, I mean like a mid-sized town square, like eight or eight or ten city blocks at most that are two, three, four-story buildings. Uh, but what action there is, is here. City town-wise speaking. And if you guys want to ride to Comics to the Max and talk to Max, mm. be a grown-up you think you can trust. Yeah, unless uh, you know somebody else. I, I, this is guy I know. I, I share everything with him, you know? My passions about comics and all that. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure he's gonna believe us, but he's, you know, I mean, we don't, whatever. He's uh, probably the most likely of, of adults to believe us out of all them that I know of. Well, and uh, and I don't know if we've explicitly stated it, but if there is an adult, you know, maybe more than than any other, it's not unreasonable. You might know Officer Officer Dwayne a little bit enough to where he'd at least know who you were from school and things like that. If you you did want to reach out to a, a different sort of growing up, but uh, right now Max is the guy to see at Comics to the Max, a store that also sells toys and games and things like that. It's in downtown Jupiter Springs, and as you guys ride past uh, the edge of Jupiter Springs, there's a few small warehouses and things like that, and then there's just uh, a couple of blocks where there are businesses in houses, you know, like income tax returns and beauty salons and things like that shows you're getting closer and closer to the old downtown and uh finally you pass uh, a nightclub called neon nights but it's not open yet and it actually gets people from uh you know several towns over coming in at night but it's for grown-ups you know over 21s yeah someday and and then it's hard not to get sidetracked as you uh pass the corner of second and main and you see Starbright arcade and you can the lights and sounds coming from that beckon all kinds of entertainment and fun and of course there are kids all kind of lounging around it's the best outside and as you guys are passing them uh, there's this kid named blaine and uh, as, as you guys are riding past almost to, to the comic book store passing starbright arcade blaine he's an older boy he's like eighth grade and he hollers out to you guys as you're riding by is it now is blaine a bully or is he, he kind of is yeah yeah uh, be a little weary not so much a bully but definitely a the kind of people the kind of guy that a good kid would think of as a juvenile delinquent and he's like yo estrada and he's smoking a cigarette and everything and there's a couple of like blonde girls with jean jackets uh giggling stand next to him okay. i'm going to uh attempt to like ride sort of up to him and do that thing you know that kids always did in the 80s when they would like hit, hit the brakes of their brakes and, and spin towards yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and like get, like dust and gravel like all up in his face yeah. if I can alright yeah go for it make a what kind of what is that a grit roll that's sort of like chutzpah sort of right seems reasonable yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely gonna work. I keep not calling things out, but I was thinking a six. What is it? Six. That looks like a six. Yep, so, uh, okay. Not going to have to spend my adversity yeah. tokens. No, you're not gonna have to. And you kick up a bunch of dirt right in the guy's face, and there's a little flicker of anger for a second. He's like, and he lives, you know, not that far from you. What's up? Where you going with your friend there? Is that your new buddy? Is that your new little friend you got there? Oh man, we've been hanging out all night. We're we're getting so close. Oh, really? I didn't know. I didn't know you'd uh, jumped onto the nerd wagon there, uh, Estrada. Well, you gonna go? You gonna go home and read some? You gonna go home and read some Overman comics and watch Doctor Who? And you gonna play some Dungeons and Dragons, Estrada? He hey, sure is. Everybody, look, Estrada's going nerd, everybody. All right, so this. And to make it worse, these all kids are all a couple years older. Than you. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Chip is going to attempt to whip the cigarette out of this kid's hand and, like, smash it like the, the cherry on his face. All right. Wait, what are you doing? You don't want to do all those things? <laughs> Let's let's we're both gonna make uh what like fight rolls. You're gonna make a fight roll basically against him when he sees you start to move. He's gonna try. He doesn't know what you're trying to do, but he's gonna try to move out of the way or do something. And oh, oh, no. oh no! Well, wait. You actually rolled a deep. Well, oh wait, that is your fight. Shit, I rolled the wrong die, not you. Well, I'm gonna spend two to fucking re-roll it. Okay. Well, wait to see what I roll though, because I gotta look at my teenage stats. No, fair enough. I, I should wait. I was rolling the wrong stat. Okay, this is my bad teenager die. And well, you rolled a one, and uh, no, I'm not even gonna re-roll that. There's the odds of me beating that or not. Yeah. Good. Well, all it really means is that he he was trying to not get get stabbed out, you know, the, in the face with the cigarette butt. But certainly, you like whop, whip it out of his hand, and it falls on the ground. He's like. Why you little? And he looks like he's gonna run. Do you guys want to like a flight roll and just get the hell out of there, or do you want to stay? I'm way a, better at fight than flight. Or do you want to have a melee here in the? Well, the idea being that flight, you know, gets you out of there, and fight means you're gonna stay, either put him down or he puts you down, or a grown up intervenes. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to necessarily like beat his ass or run it, and right. I may not be able to because he's quite a bit older. Yeah, but I'm not gonna just flee in the face of all these other older kids. I need to prove that I'm cool and not going to take this guy's shit. So in other words, you're you're not going to beat it? I'm not going to beat it. I'm going to show him that I'm really not scared. Um, you're playing I'm playing with my life. This ain't so no truth, truth or dare. Right. Right. Well, they're going to they're going to kick you and beat you and tell you, <laughs> tell you it's that's fair. fair. Right. Okay, fair enough. Well, anyway, it's just him. I mean, he's the only one. Just all the other girls are kind of laughing. But he reaches in to uh, basically tackle you, and Jesus oh, fucking Christ! He made, yeah, he. And we should he, point out that, and that was my die. You stole it. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I just rolled the highest number possible. I rolled you, a twelve, and it might explode. It might explode if, but not unless uh, if that's if that makes it already, then it doesn't explode. But if it's like, well, uh, it's gonna make it unless I roll a twelve, which you might. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Oh crap! Oh, you got a three. They well, got. I can re-roll it. So I will. I will re-roll. Yes, you can re-roll it, and I think that's worth re-rolling. It's it's close enough a, to potentially oh! be. Oh! Now, I got an eight. 
<laughs> so I think maybe we both we should both re-roll perhaps. Um, I would I would like I don't know if I can do this like on your turn or have to wait till my turn, but I would like to activate my loyal strength um, to give him some extra. Well, if you, that's great. You're supposed to like narrate how you would how you would do that. How do you help him then? Well, when he's fighting, because I'll take it up to a ten. Well, I assume so. We're basically, you know, at a kind of an impasse and just like, like trying to knock each other to the ground, but unable to do so. So, I don't know if you could help somehow push push him or. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna stomp like stomp on his foot. Okay. Hang on. All right, so you were going to spend an adversity token to give me a plus two, I believe. Yes, as you writhe and wrestle on the ground. And by, and that will be narrated. And all the kids have gathered around, and they're like, fight, fight, fight. So you've got uh, higher higher scores, so you narrate how, how this fight goes down then. Um, well, we, uh, you know, we're, I'm just going to, you know, push him over and uh, and just be like leave me alone jerk I'm not gonna like jump on him and start punching his face at, like a freaking MMA fighter or something I mean I'm just you know grounded pound right I mean unless yeah. but if he gets up yeah and, well he's he's getting up because I'm trying to put myself Blaine has similar you know ideas about honor as well you can't let himself be beaten by like a sixth grader so well if he's starting to get <clears throat> up he's starting then to i'm gonna try up. to kick him in the face all right yes make a fight roll and uh because he's in the middle of getting mm. uh, well it's so good but god damn oh, it well he gets back up he is defended he gets back up but i told you all his kids were like fight 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 and they'll get around kick his ass blaine and things like that. But just about that time, Mr. Porter waddles out of the Starbright Arcade outside of what he's been having. All right, that's it. Clear out of you, you troublemakers. Get on out of here. Get on off the sidewalk. This is a decent place of business. Well, they started it. What are you doing down here, Dickie Newton? I'm surprised to see you running with a crowd like this. Well, I've, I've uh, been... Uh, taught how to fight now i'm tough well your mother's gonna find that interesting news if i talk to her oh no no please <laughs> i didn't even do anything all right the rest of you out of here i'm not gonna forget this estrada says blaine um does he turn around and like storm defiantly off or no he, he was saying that as he was walking away okay yeah, everybody's clear everybody's clear now better fear the name of dicky newton <laughs> well i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna pull uh pull out if his back is to me I'm gonna pull out little Leroy and try to whack him on the head. Well, he's a little I... bit further away than that now. He's calling that off from a distance. Oh, okay. Well, I'm he gonna... started walking when the guy first was clear well, out of here, everybody. If possible, I'm gonna just ri ride my bike past him and do that. No, oh, okay. All right. On the way to uh, comics to the max. All right. All right. Just okay. one last little. One last little. F you. At, at insult to injury. And uh, yeah, if you want to actually hit him, make a roll. If you want to whack at him, and it's got to be fight. Come riding past him. So you to get out of here, Georgia. Oh, oh, hey, son of a, I'm gonna get you, Estrada. Good. Ow, it stings. Yeah. Little jerk. Said one of the girls. Don't but. mess with little Leroy. 
By now, you're pulling up right outside of uh, Comics of the Mac because oh, it wasn't we, very far we from. We basically are just superheroes now. Us two. We showed them. Yeah. Anyway, you guys walk into the store and uh, you see Max. He's standing behind the counter and uh, he's just wrapping up a conversation with uh, somebody else. And he's like, yeah, and so that's why the Wonder Twins really are not as cheesy of a duo as is popularly believed. Hey, what's up, Mr. Richard? How are you doing? How's it going? Glad to see you back in the store, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we, we just took care of some... That was way too nerdy of a laugh for me. <laughs> We took care of changing. some bad guys. Oh, did you? Uh, we're the protectors you, you, of Jupiter Springs. Oh, really? You playing again? Well, that's good. Role-playing's great. It's healthy. This time it's for real. Yeah, far out, man. So who's your friend? Uh, this is Chip. Hey. You're more the muscles of the dynamic duo here, yeah, Chip? Yeah, you, you could say that. Yeah, look like you got a pretty mean right hook there, he, he's Chip. Fr- he's from the bush, or, or just outside of the bush. Oh, Okay, well that's that's really not a problem. All right, hey, come on in, man. Uh, help yourself if you want to uh, try out some board games. We uh, we just got uh, the squad leader in the back. Do you have Monopoly? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, that's kind of pedestrian. Yeah, except I, I you know, uh, you know something. You might like a game called Clue. Uh, it's got a kind of a role-playing element to it. Maybe you might think. Uh, Anyway, though, really confusing. Oh well, okay, yeah. If you're clueless, Uh, uh, that's pretty good. You're clever. Hey, listen, what can I do for you guys? You know, I just, uh, I need to finish uh, alphabetizing uh, the new shipment of Alien Legion that just came in, and then I've got a couple of, uh, yeah. So, so. Do you have a secret, uh, like back room we can talk in private? Boys, I've told you, those magazines aren't for sale to kids. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, not one of those magazines. I'm perfectly perfectly uh, happy with the uh, J.C. Penny catalog <laughs> that I have for my mom. <laughs> and don't knock Marshalls. Oh, I haven't tried Marshalls yet. Yeah. Anyway, this is this conversation's getting weird, boys. So, listen, uh, are you saying that you have some... You need to talk to me about something? Like a- We're witnesses to something very serious. Something real? Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. So you guys saw the uh, the article in Starlog magazine about Big Trouble in Little China, a forthcoming. No. This what is, is it with John Carpenter and you people? <laughs> <laughs> this is even more serious. Well, if he doesn't know who John Carpenter is, it's real serious. Yeah, so we've, already, uh, we've already we've uh, already you know scolded him for that. All right. Well, no, no, you gotta educate, not scold. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen. So more of a Scorsese guy. Hey, now, I can't, there you go, there you go. See, you, I can't watch those movies. Yes. Uh, my my mom says uh, he's a gangster. Well, listen, um, you know, there's no. Sure, guys, come on here. He, there's he's got this like uh, beaded curtain because he's enough older than you. He's really more of a product of the '70s, so he's kind of got this beaded curtain and some lava lamps. Uh, in a back room, there's a filing cabinet. Well, and, this is Northern California. So. Yeah, and there's a stack of Alien Legion uh, comics that he's actually, yeah, that's exactly what he is doing. He's alphabetizing, and uh, so yeah, I'm waiting for Watchmen number eight to come out. It's supposed to be a real, uh, real big surprise on yeah. that one. Yeah. I just don't think those have enough pictures. They're not very big, and there's too much writing in those for me. That well, sounds like something I'd say. 
Yeah, I think you guys are rubbing off on each other. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't be so adolescent about it. Can't say anything these days without people taking it dirty. Right? Was this a little Seinfeld here? Right? Yeah, there was a little bit of Seinfeld here. Just a little. Anyway. I can't do it if I think about it. Anyway, you guys, uh. Okay, look, we, he's got like a water. You know, the, the water cooler, and he fills a Dixie cup with water and takes a drink. Alright, what can I do for you boys? This is Max. First of all, you have to promise to keep a secret. Oh, sure, sure, like your superhero secret identity. Uh, yeah, I don't think he can see how heavy of... this is, man. Yeah. Well, well, educate me, man, if it's heavy. <laughs> well, how's a dead body for you? Is that heavy enough? How's the dead body of Pale Dale? Is that heavy enough for you, man? We think we think it's Pale Dale. We don't know. We don't know for sure. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're telling me that you've seen the body of beloved missing restaurateur and albino Pale Dale? Yeah. I think so. All right, guys. Are you pulling my leg? Is this some kind of school scavenger hunt where you make a grown-up look like an ass type of situation? Because you wouldn't do me like that, would you, boys? No. no. In fact, that's why we came to you, because we thought maybe you would be the one to actually listen to us. Well, let me tell you what I think you should do. Where did you find, Where did you see this body? Have you been messing out by the Lake County Sanitarium again? Oh, no. no. Well, no. I wouldn't go near that place. No, it's actually in the school. Because like, police already searched the sanitarium for his body, and they've ruled it out as a... No, he's in the school. The school? Which? The high school? No, middle school. Hammond B? Our school. I went to Hammond B. Did you know there was bomb shelters? Or a, you know, a whole other level? I'd always heard that rumor. But we never had the guts to go down there. Well, we did. Oh, yeah, it, we've got guts. Are you sure you should be telling me this? You're saying that in the bomb shelter in the basement of Hammond B. High School is a dead body of albino restaurateur Why Pale do you Dale. keep repeating that? <laughs> you, are you recording devices are you wearing a here? wire? <laughs> no, I'm Let not. Let me see your chest. I'm just a thorough fellow, and I'm not going to show you my chest. It's not for weird reasons. I just <laughs> want to see if you're wearing a wire. I just put Vicks on my chest, and it's too gooey right now. <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> I don't smell any vapor rub, you liar. Listen, guys. Uh, it actually smells like, like patchouli oil back here. <laughs> oh, of course. But yeah. And he's like, listen, guys, seriously. I think you ought to tell the police if you found a body. Why wouldn't you go to the police? I mean, I'm flattered that you came to me, boys. I didn't want to get in trouble for being down in the bomb shelter. Oh, I see what you're saying. Are you wanting me to call in? The but also, well, if you if you call it in... You'll be putting your life at risk. My life? Let's... Are you... Can you handle that? I mean, because, uh... Listen, with great power comes oh, great responsibility. Of I, course, I, you come to me with a problem, I'm gonna help you, pal. You want me to call the police? And... All right, well, listen, how, what am I supposed to say? How am I supposed... Wait a minute, kids. What am I supposed to say? How, how do I know there's a... Two anonymous children told you about a dead body they found. And they won't... They're so scared they won't... But don't tell them we're, like, scared, you know. Just tell them we're, 
We're too well, what cold. if they put me in the rack or the hot seat? You know how these pigs are. Yeah. Believe me, when we marched back in 72, it got a little rough, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Never mind, I'll make the call. You might be more afraid of the, the police than the, than the guys that killed Pale Dale. I'll make the call. I'll, I'll call I'll call Dwayne. He'll officer Dwayne to you. Yeah, we went to college together. Uh... Yeah, I'll call him and I'll uh, I'll tell him a couple kids. I'm not sure which ones. Uh, some of the kids that don't come in here very often just found the body of Pale Dale in the basement. That's all. I'll tell him. You saw the the bomb shelter, the, the mythical bomb shelters. But wait, then uh, then the, the the guy, the, the smoking guy, the matchbook guy. He's gonna know. He's gonna know. Wait, there's a matchbook guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a match a book uh, that he threw out, um, and it says uh, Europa uh, uh, Roadhouse. It's that roadhouse that's just out of town. Oh, I've heard that's a pretty rough spot. Yeah. Listen, guys, I don't know. I think maybe you need to... Well, you've done that. You've gotten a grown-up involved. Well, don't try to investigate this yourself. Let okay. me just call and... Why don't you go to check out the roadhouse, because we can't get in. I can't go check out a roadhouse. I got this store to run. You know I can't afford employees. Oh, I. you know I could run this place, uh, like, uh, with my eyes closed. I told you, you got to be 15 years old. Your 15th birthday, Dickie, you come in here, you're hired. Until then, there's there's paperwork, there's taxes. Listen, I'll tell you what I'll do, though. I'll call the police, and I'll, I'll give them your... You guys need to... You should get home. <sighs> All right? You, you've done the right thing. You told a grown-up. I'll, I'll call Officer Dwayne and I'll tell him. Yeah, except for I think it's still going to come lead back to us. Why don't you just not even mention us? Just tell him. Just don't, you don't even have to mention your name. Just tell him. Just leave an anonymous tip. All right, guys. Well, I could do that. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to be my very next point. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you guys what. I appreciate you coming to me. I gotta be honest with you, Dickie, if it were any, if it were anyone other than you, I'd be a little skeptical. But listen, here is a quarter. Right across the street oh. at the filling station, there's a payphone. You make the call from there. You put a sock or something to muffle your voice, alright? I'll go do it right now. Alright, listen, you come back in here anytime. I'm glad you guys told me. Listen, Dickie, I want you guys to give this store a call when I close at midnight, alright? Why don't you give this to a call and let me know you're okay? You're gonna make me worried. If I don't hear from you by midnight, I'm gonna call the police for real. Okay, we'll check back in at midnight. On the dot. I mean, I'm gonna call him now like you asked, but I'm gonna call him and tell him... Well, I thought we were gonna... Well, that's right. Alright, well, let's go. And as soon as we get outside the store, I'm gonna be like... <coughs> Dickie, what if he's in on it? What if he's in on it? Yeah, he was acting a little he was strange. Acting weird, man. But man, I don't know. He's been—I've known him for so long. I don't think he's a bad guy, but you can't trust adults, I guess. Yeah, nobody over like 19. Yeah, anyway, um, all right. Well, I'm going to the payphone. Putting okay. the. What are you gonna in. tell him? Actually, I, I don't even think. Well, I don't know if not. When, I don't know. I'm sure when 911 happened. It's probably later, late 80s. But. Um, so yeah, I'll call. Right. I'm sure the payphone probably has an emergency number like yeah, oh, on yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah, it has an emergency number, and it's, uh, Jupiter Springs Police Department, can I help you? Hello? Uh, hello? Yes, hello? Could you, could you, that, thank you? Hi there, uh, I got a, I got a thing I need to tell you. Yeah, may I have your name and location, please? No, you may not. Alright, interesting. I'm listening, sir. Now, I got a situation. What you can help me out with. All right, and I, I'm gonna like point at uh, Dicky and like and like mime f- flicking a match. Mm. You want me to light a match? Come here. Come here. Hello, sir. Someone with you, sir? Will. No, <laughs> it's not me. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. sir. Is there a child with you? Well, sometimes. Now, hold on, just a second. I'm gonna light. <laughs> a match like right by the thing and pretend like I'm starting to smoke a cigarette good idea now I want you to listen real close alright I'm listening now I got a situation what you can help me out with but it involves a body so are you reporting a body I am reporting a body the body of Dale Johnston Hold one moment. A couple of clicks. Thank you. Can you repeat that, sir? Yes, I am reporting the body. Well, now, I have the body of Dale Johnston. You have the body in your possession? No, not in my direct possession, but I have it in a freezer in the basement of Hammond B. Middle School. And you need to go retrieve it. Sorry, could you repeat that? The basement of Hammond B. Middle School? The bomb shelter under the school. You hear it. Go get it. It's in the third freezer down. Goodbye. Click. All right. <laughs> I was hoping I could kind of impersonate the guy who was down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a terrible job. And, uh, all right. And that's, uh, that's a good plan. And the guy who runs the gas station comes out. Hey, you boys going to buy something? What? I paid to use the payphone. All right, stop lurking around out here. I don't want fist fights out here. I heard you're a bad seed starting fights down by the Starbright Arcade. Punch him. No. <laughs> yeah, you heard right about Dickie. I'm a bad seed. Dickie, I hope I don't have to have words with your mother at church oh, on Sunday. No, there's no need for that. All right. I'll see you in Sunday school. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was, you know, I was expecting a little Goonies, and we're getting, it seems a little maybe cl- closer to Stand By Me meets Freaks and Geeks, but <laughs> still, still, still top notch. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there you find yourselves. Now, what? Now, what are you gonna do now? Well, you gotta go to Plungers, I, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, our next step is somehow we gotta scout out this um, uh, this Europa Roadhouse. That's where. It, where the, the uh, evidence goes back to. Well, how, how far of a not bike a ride is that? Well, it's 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 a far bike ride, but it's not a hellish bike ride. It's a good adventure bike ride, 20, 30 minutes maybe. Yeah. Especially if you take the paved, there's a uh, drainage ditch. It's, it's a paved drainage ditch, you know, concreted in that kind of runs through the center of town. Sometimes you can ride your bike on that, even though it's a bit of a slope and it's a good shortcut in, in, mm-hmm. as well kind of a back way that a lot of kids use to get through the... Oh, everybody knows that shortcut. Well, as we're biking back toward to Plungers, or mm-hmm. in the direction of Plungers, I'm going to walk him 
Hey, plunger. Yeah. This is uh, this is flying condor in over. Whatever, plunger. Um. Yeah, go ahead, Papa Bear. I called the I, call, I called the cops myself. Max was acting weird. What do you mean, Max was acting weird? Maybe they've gotten to him. I, who knows? Then again, I've always thought Max is a little bit weird, disassociated, short-term memory loss, that sort of thing. He's a, he probably smokes the devil's weed. A wacky tobacco, as my grandma calls it. But he's always been a little bit strange. So you called the cops? You didn't give him your name, did you? No, I talk like this, like the guy in the basement. Well, that's that's great. That's a spot-on impersonation. <laughs> Listen, what are you guys getting here? I'm warming up some pizza rolls. Ooh. Uh, that sounds great. We're on our way. That's awesome. All right. So, you guys uh, go past the old mill and uh, towards the edge. Oh, kind of the, the... There's some railroad tracks, and on the other side, literally, you know, like the railroad tracks separate uh, downtown from... Sugarbush Valley, and still where it's still sort of close to downtown, there's some big old like three-story houses, you know, with the big front porches, detached garages in the back. As you get closer and closer, you can hear this caterwauling music getting louder and louder, and you know that that's that's Plunger's brother's band. They got a band called uh, what was it? What was the name of their band? The Dingleberries. The Dingleberries. They're uh, a punk rock band, and they're practicing still, which is, they're practicing in the garage you usually hang out in. What but time of... It's, uh, it's about 7.30, getting close on 7.30. And as you guys approach, they're just wrapping up the song. But there's a couple of uh, you know weird-looking punk rock kids standing around in here, and they're kind of watching the band play, and they're a three-piece. And uh, as they wrap up their music, you look above them, there's a loft in the back part of the garage, and that's where you guys usually hang out, because there's like a little uh, U-shape of old couches up there. And uh, there's two computers, actually. There's a Commodore 64 and a TRS-80, because uh, he needs certain games that he can't play just on, you know, all of them. And he kind of considers it like a command center, and he's got... uh, VHS player up there, and his family unfortunately also invested heavily in Laserdisc, so all the <laughs> Laserdiscs are up there as well, and you guys get those out sometimes. He goes, hey, you guys! He says as the music stops, and the, the teenagers in the band are all talking to each other, and uh, he goes, hey, you guys! This is, oh, I just found my old uh, Laserdisc of Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings animation. It's really classic. We gotta check that out later on after. Yeah, that's a classic for sure. Well, maybe we could, uh, maybe we, we come on up here and we gotta talk about the B O D Y. Well, yeah. and then one of the girls looks up at him and rolls her eyeballs like, she says, I know how to spell kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's up, guys? This is Derek as you guys walk through. Hey, hey man. What's up? Hey, uh,. Hey, listen, you guys uh, need me to bring you home anything tonight? We'll bring you home some chili dogs. Some, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. This, this uh, tastes, tastes perfectly good, just a little bit little bit cold. Going to have a whole sack of greasy burgers. Then throw them all out at the end of the night. I'll bring them home to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Dork Nunger. Oh, yeah, says Plunger. Hey, man, uh, when I bring you home, you guys going to finish watching that John Carpenter's They Live by the time I get home? Yeah, no problem. All right, I'm going to borrow when we get home. All right. 
All right, kid, you take it easy. Hey, nerd, give me a call if you need anything. You know Grandma can't do those stairs anymore. Yeah, no problem, no problem. See you later, brother. And pretty soon you guys are slowly left alone as the uh, punk rock, he's got to go off to his shift till midnight at Pale Dales. And so sitting up on the loft, overlooking their band practice, garage band space, you guys can finally sit and talk. So the tray of pizza rolls on the little table. Are we table. all in agreement that Max is an alien? I wouldn't go so or far. It's been replaced. Seems like a growth of something, just because you think you're acting a little strangely. Maybe. Well, I, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I I just was worried he might be in on it with the with the the gimme and, and, and this this other guy, the yeah, matchbook this, guy, this matchbook man. Well, yeah, I I put him on a list of people not to trust. So there's three of them now, at least. Listen, are you guys serious about going and reconnoitering the Europa Roadhouse? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get. Well, we've got to get some gear first, you know, just to make sure. I've already got a magnifying glass. That might help. Dude, dude. Detect stuff. Do you think your brother would drive us out there when um, he gets back from work? We'll be after midnight by then. That's I a long we time. Gotta, we've got to go in by ourselves on our bikes, wearing all black. I mean, he might come pick you up because I'm not going. That sounds way too... You're not... Well, yeah, Look, you I'm already know. wearing my pajamas, he says, gesturing to his Boba Fett pajamas. Yes. Hello? Once I get... Grandma says once I'm out of the bath, that's it for the night. I'm done. I'll be right here on the walkie-talkie. Maybe I'll get my brother to come pick you up if you get in any trouble. Fine. Uh, so my plan is we bike in, all right, uh... You, you've already got black on. I could get some black clothes, you know, go in like ninjas. And then we, uh, you know, we check around. We'll, uh, look in windows, maybe get on the roof, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, I've got the, the, the black hoodie for skinny kids that they gave me at Fat Camp. Yeah, if you could lend that to me, that'd be great. Yeah, perfect. Now, let's see. We've got our radios. Don't call them walkie-talkies. They're radios. That's right, radios. And keep them on Channel 9 at all times. I'll monitor police bands here from my scanner. You have a... Uh, uh, oh, actually, can can you go ahead and turn that on now so we can see if there's anything going on about the body? That's a great idea. Let's check this out. And he turns it on. And you can hear that kind of chatter. And you say, "Sure, sure, I'm here, B Middle School." Almost impossible to understand it, but you hear the middle school mention. It's confirmation that a call's been made of some kind related to middle school. Oh. And then a lot of numbers and code, you know, police code and things like that. that that's right. They're investigating a body. I've I've taken uh, during my free time. I've memorized all the latest uh, emergency codes. Yeah, that's... Investigating a body at school. That's a body. I've gotten off the in route. All right. I'll keep you updated if there's any major developments. This is real. It's really happening. That's right, guys. All right. Okay, so, code names again. I'm going to be Flying Condor, all right? You're Papa Bear and you're Little Dicky. Uh, 
You well, know I don't like that. All right, well, then you come up with your own code name, then. Okay, okay, fine. We all choose our own code names. What's your code name going to be, Chip? Uh... The government's listening in either on Channel 9 is not completely secure. I recommend the code name. I don't know. Um... Like... Uh... Ninja. Ninja, I like it. I like it, Ninja. Simple. Classic. Alright, and... Uh, Dickie, what's your name gonna be if you don't like Little Dickie anymore? I agree, maybe it's a little bit too, uh, not secure enough. Uh, Laser Man. Laser Man? Laser Man, isn't that a little bit on the nose, Dickie? Well, so is Spider-Man and Superman and... Alright, good point, good point. Where Stanley has made a decision, Plunger should not question. Alright, well, listen... You guys get going. It's almost like eight o'clock already. Okay, we're gonna get. We need some binox. Those are that's short for binoculars. That's what cool people say. No, they say field glasses, dork. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe we should leave him with him. He's better at combat ops. He says, handing the field glasses to. Yeah, plus I got some pretty thick glasses. That's right. Create you know multiple lenses. It's like a less is more type situation with lenses, I believe. All right, well, I will put some binoculars in my backpack. All right. Yeah, those are probably bird-watching binoculars, but they'll work. Right. They don't have uh, night vision. Oh, wait, just in case. Look. And he goes over to a Boy Scout camp box that's underneath the uh, garage window, looks down onto a basketball goal, and he opens it up and uh, brings out a... F Look what this is. It's a highway patrol flare. Just in case of emergency. I think we better leave this with our combat ops guy, he says. It's a road flare, so it's not like a shooty-off kind of flare, but it'll create, you know, light and certain degree of smoke and attention. And potentially catch things on things fire. Things on fire. Yeah. But saving that for a special mission. Guys, we're really doing it. This is for real. The Jupiter Springs Defenders. Uh, Protectors, we, I think, is the name, because... You think the Jupiter Springs isn't enough for disambiguation? Dis, disamp, <laughs> to, dis, just to make it different? Or I like it though, Jupiter Spring Protectors. What about, what about, what about Avengers? Because we're avenging Pale Dale. Oh, this guy just, he doesn't know anything, you know, Billy. Avengers you, just. You just need to go back to fucking. Yeah. You square one, dude. I, you know. Dork. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> if the word noob had been invented <laughs> yet. This would have been called one. Anyway, well, it's not a Cape City comic. He doesn't know. No, it's not. So, uh, I'll assume you guys get going. You got your backpacks. You go out and get your bikes into gear. And are you taking that shortcut through the drainage ditch? Or are you going to go? Yeah. I, yeah, I think shortcut's better. First, for one thing, it's shortcut. Right? Yeah. And further, it's probably less uh, chance of being seen. So. It's right. In fact, the only people who would see you, this is, uh, if you picture the great big, you know, this is a rural large lot zoning designation. With uh, pretty big yards, and a lot of them, especially the backyards, slope down to where there's a forested area and a water right away and things like that. But they're heavily treed, so you don't have to look at the concreted in drainage ditch that's running back in between there. So it's fairly secluded. Now, kids know this, and kids use it all the time to get back and forth. 
primarily for the shortcut reason, and primarily because it's a good place to hang out and do stuff. And you pass little clumps of them sitting in the darkness, but no one's challenging you or yelling at you, and it's too dark to even tell if you know them or anything like that. But within about 15 minutes, you're close to the edge of town. And there's the Greyhound bus station is out that way. And uh, I've never been this far before. (laughs) (laughs) And just on the other side of the highway here is uh, some wooded areas. And beyond that, a big empty field with all these uh, like big heavy earth moving equipment, like standing sentry in the darkness, just silhouette after silhouette. Because it was uh, where they're building a sprawl mart. But uh, work's been halted on that site and uh, so on and so forth. So you could cut through the Sprawlmark construction site and kind of shave off. You have to uh, a, you got to go up the highway and then turn left, but if you were to cut through the Walmart, the Sprawlmart uh, construction site, you could shave off some time. You just had to go off-road. But riding next to a highway is a little dangerous at night. What do you guys think? You want to cut through or stay on the roads? Well, this isn't really a mountain bike, but I guess we could probably do it. Yeah. Alright, well, you guys, uh... I think this Huffy's up for the challenge. (laughs) You huff your way right onto the Sprawlmark construction site. Now, they got as far as, like, grading and leveling for the parking lot and the main building, but this everything stopped, like, a month ago. And there was rumors that they were looking for Pale Dale's body there, and, uh... no one was able to confirm those rumors. There were rumors that there was a UFO that landed there, and so they stopped. There's rumors that they found uh, an old uh, Chumash uh, Indian uh, community, like, like, remains, and so they had to stop. No one really knows why they stopped. And, um, I think it was the aliens. But, I- the, but all the equipment's just, like, waiting out there in the darkness, and you're, like, riding through them on your bike. I wish I had a Geiger counter so I could see, check the radiation levels, see if it was a UFO. And you didn't have to go very deep in onto the site back where the building goes. You can see there's still a couple of trailers out there, and there is a lamp. And you know that there's... You've seen a man walking around here at night, like a security guard. It still comes out in the trailer, but one guy couldn't cover all this territory very well at all. But you don't see any UFOs or any dead bodies or any too much Indian remains or anything like that. Just big standing earth movers waiting to get back to work. And there's a chain link fence but it's kind of been knocked over already by an errant vehicle at some point. And you can easily push your bikes over the chain link fence and back out onto the highway and then right across the four lanes of highway from you. Uh, there's a little grass median running down the middle. It's not super busy. It's like the edge of town kind of highway, and it's not a huge town. Is the Europa Roadhouse. And there's all kinds. There's a huge line of motorcycles out front, and uh, a lot of trucks. And there's also a gas station there, and uh, truckers could get showers here and things like that. And there's a few rooms they even rent out. There's like a motel in the back but it's not it doesn't front on the street what fronts on the street is this great big it's like a dual it's like a bar and a restaurant and they're they join each other but they're not connected because all ages can still technically go into the restaurant part they just can't walk through the doorway over into the bar part and uh, that's what you see and of course you're on the other side of the highway from it there 
where she be? Well, Mc brains rolls. Sorry to interrupt, but make brains rolls as you surveil the place. Oh. Jesus. Well, you guys don't see any cars or anything that you recognize. It's all pretty shadowy over there. Well, are we looking through the binoculars? Oh, well, that changes everything, doesn't it? Let's. That is a very good idea. Let's Let do that do again, that. which will significantly <laughs> lower the difficulty to four. Okay. And you can both roll and just pretend you're taking turns at it. <laughs> that d20 is cursed, I swear. I so. Well, maybe it's just Ones, you're not... Twos and threes. Maybe you're just not as up with the makes and models of cars, but you recognize specifically that uh, Mr. Gimme's car is, is actually a station wagon, blue, got a Carter bumper sticker on it still. And uh, even though we are well into the Reagan era in this game, uh, it's in the parking lot. Mr. Gimme, the school janitor, his car's here in the parking lot. And you know he was seen talking to the matchbook man in the school basement. And uh, maybe they met up here to talk or, or what, I'm not sure, but uh, his station wagon's outside. Now, are you going to tell me? Because <laughs> I didn't make it. Yeah, Mr. Gimme's car's over there, and I don't know if the if the, the guy with the, the matchbook guy's there or not, but I bet he is, and I bet I think what I, I, think what I need to do. We gotta bug him. I don't have any bugs. We, we gotta walkie-talkie. We could slip it in somehow. One of us could listen. That, I, that might not be a bad idea. Huh. Or maybe, well. But the, is the restaurant part closed? No, it's still open. It's just like about 8 15, 8 30 now. The restaurant will be open until 10. Now, you call yourself Ninja? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you gotta ninja yourself in there. You gotta slip that uh, walkie talkie down very discreetly until like a, wherever there are they're probably in some room you know like a back room or something well they might just be sitting in the bar like talking it's a good plan but i like that i guess i definitely yeah. like that we gotta idea. put some eyes on them first all right do you guys want to go ahead and cross the highway and... let's get a better position get right. closer well, so you, can see in. you remember from being a kid going around every now and then crossing a highway like, like, you know, uh, playing playing Frogger. <laughs> Thankfully, years of playing Frogger at home has trained you to cross this highway. Well, I can't afford an Atari, but. <clears throat> and again, this is not an interstate. Oh, you poor boy. This is not an interstate highway type of situation. So you get across and you're walking to the parking lot and past the gas station pumps and so on and so forth. And you go into the restaurant part. Well, where are you going to well, stop? I want to just get to the... I mean, like, I want to try to look through the windows. Yeah, well, it's given that it's dark in here and lighter in there, it would be difficult to see out and easy to see in. So I think that's a it's really true. good idea. Now, on the part, you can easily see into the restaurant part. And even though they're starting to clean up already where they can, not anticipating a huge rush, meaning they've closed off kind of part of the restaurant... The part of the restaurant by the coffee counter and the, the booths right in front of the window, those are still open and you can look right in at the people eating. But when it gets over to the bar side, and you've probably seen this before in bars, the windows are all a little bit higher up, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They're all kind of higher up and they're covered with like neon signs and stuff anyway. You think this might be a situation where it'd be actually easier to see inside the bar 
from inside the restaurant. And uh, I think we can assume you guys have like five or ten dollars on you if you're forced to order some French fries or some such thing like that. But well, Dickie probably does, but I don't think. Or you could stand on the newspaper box from the the, Ju- a- the Jupiter Springs Examiner. You could stand on its. Uh, I will climb uh, up there. All right. And there's a there's a Coors neon in the window, silver bullet. Won't no, let, no. It won't let you down. That's what I hear. It'll never let you down. When I'm old enough, someday. <laughs> someday. And uh, so you're looking right through the neon. You know, like the neon is like, zzz, you can hear it. You know, it's right up next to your head. Going to get cancer, probably. And, and peering through the dark window, you indeed, at the bar, see not only Mr. Gimme, but the matchbook man from the school basement. They're talking to each other at the end of the bar and you see the matchbook man like wipes uh, the back of his hand on his forehead like a gesture of relief like a whoo type gesture. Mr. Gimme is patting him on the back. They don't look jolly. They look like relieved about something. Alright, I'm immediately jumping down and, and running around to the front to see if there's a payphone. Okay, yeah, well, there's there's several payphones out, out and about. I'm call, making an emergency call back to the police station. Okay, Whoa. Jupiter Springs Police Department, may I help you? Hello there. Now, I called you a little earlier and gave you a nice tip about. Yeah, we checked it out. There's no body in the freezers down below. Listen, is this Plunger? Plunger, is this you? Are you making crank calls again, Plunger? This is definitely not anybody named Plunger. Well, we checked now, it out, and there's no body down there. Now, you're wasting police resources. It's not any of Pludger's friends, either. Well, that's, <laughs> listen. Is there a child with you? Occasionally. Now, listen. <laughs> the, the reason there is no body, and this is what I called to tell you, is that I have moved it with the help of Mr. Gimme. Oh, so now Mr. Gimme is implicated. Listen, buddy, we just talked to Mr. Gimme. Just fine. Just, uh, was he at the Europa Roadhouse? No, he's he? not at the Europa, Europa Roadhouse. First of all, I don't know how much information I'm going to continue to share with an anonymous caller, but we checked out your story, and it turns out to be a crank. And if I ever find it's out not who you a are... Crank. So what are you telling me? Now you got a new location of this body, huh? And I, I, I'm not sure I'm inclined to tell you where it is. But I'm sitting here with Mr. Gimme right now. Oh, you are. Where is your location right now? Europa Roadhouse. Listen, I'm sending an officer to the Europa Roadhouse. You hang tight. Oh, I'll try. Click. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> now, meanwhile, as you guys are sitting there, I'm not sure uh, that was a good idea, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Spontaneous. Those are my favorite kinds of things. And having DM me in mini games, you know, I am a fan of such actions. But you, as you guys are kind of, there's some uh, benches around outside by the newspaper stands, and there's, uh, you know, ashtrays and things like that. And there's plenty of people coming to smoke a cigarette over here while they're filling up their trucks and, and things like that. And there's a few ladies walking around you think might be prostitutes, but they're not all that overly obvious about it. And so you wait around, I guess, for something to happen or the police well, to gonna, come. I, I don't know. What, should, we, should we wait and watch somewhere else? I don't want to be here when they come because that guy is going to see us. Yeah, well, we need to get to a safe location. Well, there's a, a good view. As you guys are thinking about this, there's this really loud motorcycle noise. <laughs> pulling in to the place. And big guy gives you the evil eye as he slowly rumbles past you on the uh, on the motorcycle 
It's like a don't run out in the street kid kind of uh, look. He's bald, and one of his eyes is like completely pale blue compared to the other one, which is really dark brown. So it's a real striking looking guy. He's got uh, combat boots on, like an army jacket. He gets off of his, he parks his motorcycle and, and uh, sits there. Lights a cigarette, he didn't go in, and he's uh, not hiding per se, but he's just like sitting there watching. And as you, I think we should get out of here. And as you guys are an alien. about five and a half minutes later, Mr. Gimme and the matchbook man walk out of the place and they start walking over to Mr. Gimme's car and they both get in and they start up and pull out onto the highway and they head north into uh, the National Forest. What is it? How do you pronounce it? Taloa Hills or Taloa? Yeah. Yeah, Taloa Hills. uh, Taloa Pines. They start heading up where the highway runs up through the forest. They go that way in about a second. I bet they're getting rid of the body. Less than a minute later, that motorcycle follows are gonna be too late. The motorcycle starts up. He, he only was there for a few minutes, you know. He starts up and rumbles out after him. Or he's after him. I don't know if he's with him. I don't know. Yeah, and you watch all this happen and leave, and then... Gosh, I wish we had motorcycles. I think it's, it's got to be... Take at least maybe at least Can you another drive three a motorcycle? or four minutes to get here. No, I, I mean, I could, but I don't have one. Well, if... You could steal one. You're a bad boy. There's really only two places... <laughs> it's what we would just get killed. <laughs> now, if you, were to, if you were to follow them, because it's night and they've got headlights on, you could, when they're driving up into high, higher ground, higher country, you could try to follow them with your headlights and see where they turn off. Or, I mean, with your field glasses. Maybe try to get some idea where they turn off at or something like that. Maybe cut across country on your bikes and try to intercept or tell the police what you saw or something like that. Do we know that they're headed towards the forest? We, you know they're headed towards the National Forest. Okay. You just don't know if they're going there on purpose or whether it is heading in that direction. There's okay. a couple things out that way, including the Lake City Sanitarium, the ruins of an old sanitarium. Um, which had already been cleared for this, in, you know, in the search for Pale Dale, but uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm assuming that they had to have come back because it wasn't that long. It hasn't been that much time. So if they actually sent officers out to the school, like the like the dispatcher claimed, and there was no body, then they had to have moved. And then they were relieved about something, congratulating themselves. Yeah, very much so. They must have come back and gotten it. And they would have had, like, just enough time. If they, the second that guy saw you, he started, you know, in the bomb shelter in the first place. If he immediately communicated that and they started deciding to move the body, they would have had plenty of time to get it moved, you know, in the interim by the time you guys rode your bikes and made that first call outside the, uh, because you had dealt with Blaine and a bunch of other little things. And, right. And so, yeah, but definitely, the way they're acting, seems like they moved it, probably. But for all you know, it's in the station wagon. That's yeah. what I, that's my suspicion. Yeah. Because they're going to a national... Where are you going to freaking just get rid of a body where nobody's going to find it? I mean, that's a textbook tactic. Um, so, um, I, it's tempting to follow them? Well, let's... See, with the uh, binoculars, we can at least track them. Yeah, make brains rolls. This should be pretty easy, but it is dark, so let's make it a six. Okay. 
Got it. Oh, yeah. Both succeed. What you guys see is that uh, heading up into the hills, which eventually lead to some small mountain range and all the pines in the forest, but uh, heading off, there's a cutoff that runs to the uh, west, closer to the coast. And you guys are about an hour and 15 minutes from the coast here. See, there's no actual beachfront or anything like that in town. But there's a road that leads to the west, and you can see, silhouetted against the western night, the ruins of Lake County Sanitarium. And that's where the headlights of Mr. Grimm's car go. And then you see the lone headlight of the motorcycle is following them just flicker out. Whether it also makes that turn up into the sanitarium, you don't know. What could they be doing? Disposing of a body, I'm guessing. But in a sanitarium, I guess it's... I guess it's somewhere they could... I mean... Well, it's a place that's already been searched for the body and written off as a hiding place. Um, So I'm... And you could cut across country to get there. Again... When there's a, a a turn, you can always cut across the turn, you know. But this is a little bit rougher country. I'm tempted just to call the police again. <laughs> well, if you wait that long, they'll be here. Yeah, but I I can't. I mean, they're gonna see who I am at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. In a couple we, couple we, more minutes, they probably will be here. But what if they arrest us for making up stories? That's what they're gonna do, probably. We have no proof. Guys, this is Plunger. I mean, this is headquarters. Flying Condor calling Agents Ninja and Laser Man. Over. Yeah. What's up, Plunger? They said on the police scanner, they moved the body. Somebody's moved the body. They, they went to the school and there's no body there. Yeah, yeah, they're moving it again. They, they, what I, do you mean? They moved, I think they're taking it to the sanatorium. Guys, the sanatory is totally dangerous. There's unstable floors there. Yeah, I know, but I think that's where they're going. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where they're going. And uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Listen, you guys got to be careful. You need me to make any calls for you? Uh, no, but, um, well, what what time is it in the game? Well, by now, it's probably, what, 9.30? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, at midnight, we're supposed to call... You're supposed to call Max at call midnight. Max, Max, yeah. But we don't know we trust him, so... But but, I think we should still call him, because he, he said he was going to call the police if we didn't. Yeah. So. so, I think we're in this by ourselves, and uh, I think we can't we can't talk to the police anymore, because they're now they're going to start suspecting us of making stories up. Just then, the squad car rolls into the place. Oh no. And it stops. No, it's it's fine. It's kind fine. of in the it's loading cool. Cool, zone. Man. Be cool. And the guy gets out, he looks like maybe he's maybe 26 tops. He's chewing a piece of gum and he's got kind of a mullet, but just just long enough and back to regulation, you know, doesn't defy regulations. But this cop gets out and says something into the little CB thing on his shoulder. And he looks over and he sees you guys sitting there on the on the bench outside and he's like, Chip, is that you? 
and it's, it's Officer Dwayne who comes to talk to at school sometimes, intervene with kids who fight. And oh, hey, hey, Officer Dwayne, what's what's up, man? Chip, what are you doing out here? It's like uh, it's got to be a 20, 30 minute bike ride from your house. Yeah, it's pretty long, pretty long ways. Um, I, you know, we, we're gonna come out and get some French fries and stuff. But at Europa Roadhouse, you're gonna come down and get some French fries. I heard they have the best fries in California. Actually, they totally do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was weird though because like Mr. Gimme was here and like he was oh, just yeah. with yeah. some weird dude smoking well, cigarettes. Well, Mr. Gimme and his brother hang out here a lot. Yeah, you got a brother, Jimmy. Brother, <laughs> Jimmy Gimme. Yeah, Jimmy Gimme. <laughs> yeah, they went to high school with my dad. Yeah, Gimme brothers, big hunters. Yeah, they used to go hunting all the time. Uh, yeah, with my my dad used to go and. Uh, uh, you know, Dale Johnson, or Johnston? Johnston. Yeah, Dale Johnston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to go hunting all the time together up by the Friendly Ranch. Well, they just left, and they went into the forest. It looked like they were going to the sanatorium. What What do you mean, going to the sanatorium? How'd you, how do you know they're going to the sanatorium? Well, because we, we got here, and before we could go in and get fries, like, they left, and they got in their car, and they drove off toward, and I looked into my binoculars, and it looked like you they got were binoculars? going to the sanatorium. Yeah. yeah. They're called binocs. Binocs, yeah, field glasses. Yeah, cool. yeah, I glassed them. Yeah. I guess I used to do kind of stuff. You guys got your walkie-talkies and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I got... I was there once. I know what you guys are doing. Kind of, kind of an adventure, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, just having right. an adventure. Hey, listen, speaking of adventures, before I go in and do something I gotta do, um, you guys know... Uh, uh, you guys know Merlin, Merlin Grub, right? Plunger? Oh, Plunger. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, Plunger been up to making his prank calls to the police again. We've had some strange oh. calls down there at the station. No, no, sir. No, I don't think so. No? He's at home playing, uh, um, Pitfall. Pitfall. Pitfall, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you say right. Pitchfall? Well, pitfall. maybe Pitfall, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, kids. Snack Man or, or Pitchfall or. Oh, this Asteroids. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, all right. Blasteroids, that's better. All right, guys. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and talk to the uh, bartender for a minute. You guys, you guys, listen, you ought to get home, all right? It's going to be pretty late soon. Uh, you guys could cross that highway. That worries me. In fact, uh, you know what? In fact, you, know, you just what? wait here for a minute. I'm going to go in and talk to the bartender. When I come back out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, take us to I'm the gonna shut down this highway and let you guys cross it. All right? You, you, you're gonna drive us to the sanitarium just to make sure I'm driving everything's you to, clear. I'm not driving you to the sanitarium to make sure everything's clear. I'll get you guys across, then I'll drive to the sanitarium and make sure everything's clear. But it's better if we, we we're with you in case anything happens. You know what? You're very that, brave, Dicky, but I can't, I can't deputize adolescents and take them into a potential risk situation. So it's strictly off the books. Dicky, this isn't a negotiation. All right, young man. Oh, fine. All right, now listen, guys. I'm gonna, I'll be right back. You stay right here. Don't go anywhere. Stay right by the door. And he goes inside. Come in. You see him talking in his walkie-talkie. And uh, he's like, uh, yeah, check out Juvenile Records for uh, Estrada. First name. What's his real first name? Chip. Okay, it's his actual given. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Estrada, Chip. Yeah. Chipolis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chip Not like he really suspects you of anything. Just making sure you haven't had any... You know, problems lately or whatnot. But go, do you guys want to wait for him? I think you're busted. I I have got done a anything warrant lately. I'm fine. Yeah. No, you got probably all kinds of warrants out for you. But do you guys want to wait for him? I don't know if we should. Because he definitely feels like he's not gonna make. He's not gonna like, follow you home or anything. But he's not gonna take you to the sanitarium with him. Yeah. Well, I want to. I just want to make sure he's going to mm. go there. 
yeah, but we gotta, we don't know he's gonna go there unless we, you know, we can't go, because he's gonna drop us off home. Well, he's just gonna shut down the highway with his sirens long enough for you to cross it. That's what he's gonna do. But, at any rate, you've been out there talking long enough that he comes back out. All right, Chip, I know you've been keeping out of trouble lately, buddy, and I think that's great. But, uh, and if, hey, if this leads to something, but, uh, let me ask you. Um, it's just so funny that you bring up Mr. Gimme, because, uh, he's one of the people I was here to look for and talk to. Yeah, it seems that there's a phone call that there was a body in Hammond oh, B High boy. School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like... Yeah, an anonymous call. Sounds pretty outrageous. Sounds like somebody was trying to disguise their voice, maybe. We know our friend Plunger likes to do that from time to time. But, Plunger's uh, innocent. Well, you remember the time the Russians came with the carnival, the clowns? You know, yeah. uh, that was that was very embarrassing for the for the foreign attaché. So, uh... Well, it was good theory, but it just turned out to be complete. Listen, kids, did you call? Did you call? I'm just going to ask you once. Did you call in about this uh, body in the... No, not me. No. no. Nothing. No. I okay. didn't do anything. All right. All right, kids. I'm going to shut down this highway. You guys get on home, all right? But you're going to go check out the sanitarium I'm going to go check out the sanitarium. That's right. I'm going to talk. I'm going to find Mr. Gimme and... Uh, and the, and uh, maybe that body you're, look, body you're looking for just might be there. Well, I'm still not sure there's a body, but, but I'll go up to the sanitarium and I'll check it out. All right, kids? Uh, make sure you have your safety off on your gun. Oh, it's a good thing that uh, you said that. I might have forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and he uh, pulls out onto the highway in his car and kind of lurches across you it. You turn on the light. And turns on the lights. Yeah. And you can see, like, a few cars have to stop and wait while you guys bike your way across the highway. And uh, he gives you a salute and turns on his lights and heads off towards the sanitarium. He doesn't turn the siren on. And because of his lights, you can see him get, you know, almost all the way there, although... He's going to alert them. It's a couple of miles up the hill. The only reason you even have that line of sight is because it's going oh on a higher... And is going into higher ground the whole time up into the National Forest. And the lights shut off eventually, and so he's gone there. You know that much. <sighs> and this, we got to listen for gunshots. I don't know if you could hear him from that far away, could you? Yeah. How far is it? Uh, about two or three miles. We might have yeah. to get a little closer. I mean, they wouldn't be super loud, but... And, of course, there's a highway and a truck stop and everything. But you guys are straining to listen, so let's make some brains rolls. And we're looking for a four. Got it. And as you are standing there, on the other side of the highway, straining your ears... After about 15 whole minutes pass, you hear faintly on the wind the sound of a gunshot. Coming from that direction? Yeah. And that's where we're going to wrap up this episode, everybody. Oh, they shot the police officer. Well, did they? We're going to have to find out. It's just some black cats going off. We're going to have to find out next time on Goonies World where we will continue... Our third installment of our Kids on Bikes adventure. So, good night, everybody. Good night, good night. A ding, 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 ding.